Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hey, Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's James Butley, the Cricket Badger. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash daily podcasts. Give them a follow on Twitter at Money. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. We've had two games today. One of them is coming to an end. The other one was a, a thriller as well earlier on with the Melbourne Renegades going down to the Sydney Sixers with a late Jason Holder flurry. We've got the Sydney Thunder against the Melbourne Stars. Um, reaching completion now, Sydney Thunder making the third highest total in Big Bash history and the Melbourne Stars never looked like they were going to get close really they are 136 for 8 Ben Dunks just hit a few sixes to try and add a little bit of respectability to their score but there ain't no way that the Melbourne Stars are going to win this one today Sydney Thunder one of the um, dark horses for this competition as I said before they were the bookies uh, long shot the 8th favourite in the UK to win the Big Bash and they've looked pretty decent so far Sydney Thunder have got a, a bit to say about where this Big Bash 10 ends up. I've got two Big Bash fan reps on the line to join me here. Oliver Prendergast is on, and also we have Michael Baldwin of the Top Order podcast. And Michael, you were just, uh, t- well, you've, you've been making me envious, actually. I'm sat in England. Um, I'm looking out of my window now with snow on the ground today in the UK, and you've been having barbecue, swimming with sharks, and having a, a whale of a time down under. Evening, James. Evening to all of the Cricket Badger podcast listeners and compliments of the season to you all. Yes, so we've been having a wonderful time here in New Zealand. Of course, incredibly lucky and very, very fortunate and very appreciative of the situation here in New Zealand that allows us to go and attend live sport. And I was very, very fortunate to uh, get a leave pass for the day to take my father-in-law and my brother-in-law to my very first Boxing Day test match at the Bay Oval in Mount Maunganui to watch uh, the New Zealand Black Caps go up against Pakistan in what has been a bit of a one-sided test match, but it was a fantastic day nonetheless. 
I am very envious, but we have snow. You haven't got that at Christmas, but that actually loses its appeal after about 10 minutes, I have to say. Um, Ollie, um, let's get into the cricket today, the big bash. We've got the double header today, and uh, we saw the Renegades at one stage in that first game look like they uh, they might actually get a win. They've been in pretty dire form so far in this uh, big bash competition, but it was the Sydney Sixers had the last laugh there. Jason Holder came in. He hit uh, 33 from 18 balls, three fours and two sixes for the big West Indian, and they reached 169 for eight with uh, a ball to spare in the end. And running age now on four points from five games, Sydney Sixers back to the top of the table. Five games they've played, they're on 16 points. And Sydney Sixers are in that zone, aren't they now, where in these little 50-50 encounters we get in T20 matches, they, they tend to be coming out on top. They've kind of learnt how to win these matches. Like I said, they did the same against the Stars the other day. I, they look and seem to be able to pull something from the fire all the time. And um, I think the Renegades caught whatever the Stars had uh, against uh, the Sixers last time out. And, they managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, really. It's still amazing how that happened. They're on top for most of the game and then just, just absolutely came apart at the wrong time. And Jason Holder, they're cracking in and he timed it perfectly. And I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to see them home, but what a great job from him, actually, as well. Helping the, and shows how deep the Sixers go, really. Yeah, Melbourne Renegades, they made 168 for six in their 20 overs. The top scorer was Sean Marsh with 67 from 48 balls. Two wickets apiece for Carlos Brathwaite and for Dan Christian in that innings. And the Sydney Sixers, uh, 48 at the top of the order by Josh Felipe, 30 balls, and then uh, 31 from Jordan Silk, and that uh, powerful hitting from Jason Holder at the end to win the game, 33 not out from him. Michael, Sydney Sixers go to the top of the table, as we say, and they have got into this zone now, haven't they, of, of winning these games. They, they were one of the tournament favourites at the start of this tournament, and they've We've not really seen anything so far to actually put us off that uh, strategy. Sixers are going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? Yeah, you'd have to say so. Looking at that Sixers outfit, they're finding different guys to step up and win games for them, aren't they? Jason Holder in this game, along with Josh Philippe at the top of the order with the bat. Previous to that, it was Dan Hughes going big and, and, and getting a lot of runs for them. They've got a lot of talent up and down the order. What I really like about that side, though, is the experience of Dan Christian and Jason Holder in that middle order, yeah. as well as some power hitting at the top. A young Josh Felipe, he's going to be a superstar for Australian cricket for a long time to come. And, and you've got guys like James Vince, who's able to do the job. And, and Daniel Hughes, a very underrated cricketer as well. So there's a lot to like about that Sydney Sixers side. No huge, huge names in that team from an Australian point of view at the moment, but they're getting the job done, that's for sure. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first-time buyer deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Three balls left in the second game of the day with the... Sydney Thunder very much in control of that, 140 for nine. Now the Melbourne Stars about to lose that match. And uh, Ollie, just going back to the first game, the Renegades now lost four games on the bounce. Fourth win of the season for the Sixers. It's two contrasting seasons. The Renegades are getting into that, uh, in, into the other kind of mental mindset of not being able to win games they should be winning. Yeah, and I think it, the old adage of winning becoming a habit, and I think that they're obviously going the opposite way. And I think it must be quite hard to forget some of the misgivings, uh, to forget about, 
some of those misgivings and, and the poor results they had last season. And I think that might creep into them. And a, a confidence must play a big part. And I, I just, I, I don't know where they, if they're losing games like today and, and, and they're struggling across, I don't know if they're going to going to make that final five now. And it's, it's start, it must be the pressure building every game on them. It becomes bigger and bigger. They, they've got to start looking to be winning seven out of the last, well, they've got to win roughly eight. So they've got seven more wins out of the next, we're here you doing live mental arithmetic there it wasn't pretty <laughs> no, yeah, clock's going round it's very very slow that's it yeah so well, stepping out the last nine I think they'll need to definitely qualify I can't see them getting that done no Sydney Thunder they, they do pick up the uh, the win Sydney Thunder have won by 75 runs as Adam Zampa holds out to uh, long on to uh, basically wave the white flag Melbourne Stars going down in that one let's go through the uh, the scorecard of that game Osman Kouadja 37 Alex Hales, 71 from 29 from him. Eight fours and five sixes for the Englishman. Got uh, the Thunder off to a fantastic start there. Callum Ferguson with another 50, 51 from him. Um, adding to the score, taking them up to 219 for seven in their 20 overs. And then the Melbourne Stars, a few little cameos there. Stoinis, 27, 23 from Glenn Maxwell. 21 from Ben Duncan. Zampa with 23 at the end. But 144 all out in 19.5 overs. And the, uh, the best bowlers, Chris Green. He did get a little bit of tap from Ben Dunku, hitting for four sixes in one over, but four for 34 for the uh, spinner. Chris Tremaine with two for 27, two for 17 from Tanvir Sanger. Tanvir Sanger was one of the men you mentioned, Michael, as being one of the young stars of this competition. He's uh, had a really good day out today, as have the Thunder. Yeah, I really liked what Tanvir Sanger was doing with the ball today. He had one of the top-order players, whose name escapes me. Let me refer to the scorecard. Uh, it was Hilton Cartwright out-stumped, threw the ball wide, extracted turn and bounce, and was able to get uh, Cartwright to walk past one early and picked up a late wicket as well. Uh, Liam Hatcher caught on the boundary uh, off Cameron Green, who couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, sorry, Chris Green, couldn't stay out of the game today, Chris Green. Four wickets for him and two for Sanger. So spin doing the job for Shane Bond's Sydney Thunder, and they look a fantastic outfit. They're right at the, at the pointy end of the tournament, as far as I'm concerned at the moment. Yeah, and the uh, Thunder have, uh, well, Alex Hale's coming into form for them, which is always dangerous in any T20 competition. We know what he can do in the uh, shortest format, 71 from 29 from him. We, we've said all the way through this, Ollie, that uh, it's a big tournament for Alex Hales. It's a big few months for Alex Hales to try and just kind of remind everybody just what a talent he is. That's 71 off 29, terrific innings. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a discussion point, isn't it? Alex Hales for England again. Yeah, it's almost like that shadow that lurks over the white ball team at the moment, that everything within there is pretty serene, the squad's very competitive, but they know that any squad in the world would be a, a better international bomb with Alex Hales in it. He's absolute class, gets a lot of runs in the Pakistan Super League. He's done it in the Caribbean Premier League, and obviously in the Big Bash, this is sort of the best knock he's had this season. And he, last year, he was absolutely brilliant in it, along with his form with not. So, Obviously, we could talk about it all day, but why he's not in the team, and, and, and that's obviously down to the squad and, and Owen Morgan specifically not wanting him in there and not feeling it would be right for him to be in the squad. But, I mean, he's a loss for any squad not being in it, and it's a shame he's not in it, really, for England. It's been the biggest stage, and I think he deserves to be on it. What's your perception of this, Michael? Obviously, from a, well, the other side of the world, Alex Hales, an amazing talent. Obviously, there's been problems in his in his private life, which is why he was uh, m- missed out with England and missed out on the World Cup success. But he would walk into most sides in the world, wouldn't he? On talent alone, you'd have to think he'd walk into any side in world cricket if you just looked at the at the pure talent of the man. Uh, he's an incredible power hitter, and he seems to be able to do it, as uh, Ollie said, anywhere in the world. So if it was just a question of talent, I am sure that as chock full as 
of talent as England's top order is in, in white ball cricket, that Alex Hales would be one of the first names on the team sheet. But um, unfortunately for Alex, it's it's not just about the talent. You've got to fit into that team environment as well. And uh, Owen Morgan has a pretty clear vision of what he wants for that white ball side. And uh, as long as he's captain, I think um, the vision or that or that team will be shaped in his image. And I don't think that that includes Alex Hales in that vision at this point in time, unfortunately for him. And it is a team game, isn't it, Michael? I mean, 11 players trying to combine to be as good as they can possibly be um, as the sum of all of their parts. And Owen Morgan, obviously, a very pivotal part of that England setup, and he he will drive that forward. So you can understand the, the flip side of the argument, can't you, that they want 11 guys to chemically gel to make England as good as they possibly can be. Absolutely, and you only need to look as far as the two matches we've seen today to have a look at teams that are greater than the sum of their parts in the two Sydney teams, the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder. And at the moment, uh, at least in terms of a mini slump, the Melbourne Stars are not quite as good as the sum of their parts. If you have a look at the superstar names that you have on offer in both of those Melbourne sides and you and you look at some of the Sydney sides, don't have quite the same household names running around for them. You'd expect both Melbourne sides to be dominant over the two Sydney teams. But you'll find that the Sydney teams, may, maybe through better coaching, maybe through a better morale, I'm not sure, but... It looks like the two Sydney teams are greater than the sum of their parts at the moment. And uh, for the Melbourne sides, it's just not quite adding up at this point. Yeah, it's not the first day, is it, that we've had a Sydney double over Melbourne uh, in this Big Bash. The second time that's happened, I think, so far in Big Bash 10. Let's have a look at the, uh, the, the Big Bash table as it stands after both games today. Sydney Sixers, as I said previously, up to 16 points after five games. They sit top of the table. Sydney Thunder goes second. So the two Sydney sides sitting top end of Big Bash 10's table. Five games they've played, they're on 15, just one behind the Sixers. Adelaide Strikers are in third, five played on to 13. Hobart Hurricanes, five played on 11. Melbourne Stars, five played now on 10 and down to fifth, the last of the playoff positions. And then there is a little bit of a gap now um, between them and the bottom three. Brisbane Heat on five points after four games. Melbourne Renegades, five games played, four points. And Perth Scorch is my team, two points after four and looking pretty vulnerable. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Holly, the Big Bash organisers, you you can make all the different rule changes that we've spoken about, all the different entertaining games that you can possibly imagine but they won't want that top five to get too clear will they they'll be hoping that Brisbane Heat Renegades Perth Scorchers have something in them for the uh, the remainder of the uh, sort of nine-ish games of this uh, this group phase because if it becomes too cut and dry too soon a lot of the uh, jeopardy of some of these matches goes missing doesn't it yeah uh, I think this is something that suffered from um, the blast passive quite often as well with, with the group phases in the, in the blast at home. You can have the last couple of games for teams at the bottom of 
of when it was the nine 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 teams in each division. A couple of meaningless games, and they can just drift by, and it, and, it, and it's not great viewing. Where and they want to keep this alive as possible, and obviously they've done that with the the top five teams getting to the playoffs. There is a concern there could be a bit of a gap at the bottom. I, I still think there's enough twists and turns, but. I think a really good point was made by Brad Hodge in some ways that the team batting, and he made this about the X Factor actually in one of the rule changes. If you're the team batting, uh, batting second, uh, fielding second, you've got a real good advantage there. And I think it's something that might be looked in going forward for some of those teams at the bottom that maybe after 10 overs you can bring a substitute of a bowler in. And I think it's something that may, may happen to help it. There's many teams might take that on to give themselves a better win. I, I, if I'm honest, I haven't seen enough of those teams at the bottom to think that they will challenge definitely the top four. And I think from performance today from the Stars, who haven't won in three, I think it's the top four teams, I think they will qualify. And I think it's one from four. And I think the Stars lead away at that at the moment. It's interesting, the, the X-Factor subs. I think it's the only one of the rule changes that I've not been convinced by at all, Michael. And I heard somebody saying earlier on today that it's it's good if you're doing well. You're only going to see substitutions from teams doing well. They've got a load of runs on the board, for example, so they bring in an extra bowler. But I think, you know, it, it does actually, if I'm trying to defend it at all, it, if you're doing really badly in a game, we saw today um, Ben Dunk being brought into the uh, star side. They'd got off to a... Um, a good start with the ball. Well, sorry, a bad start with the ball. So they knew they were going to be chasing a big total. So they added an extra batsman in there. So it can work both ways, can't it? Oh, yes, it can. Absolutely. But it sometimes feels like you're hitting on 15 uh, when you're making that X-factor substitution when you're behind the eight ball. You know, the Melbourne Stars tried it tonight, brought Ben Dunk in uh, for the young fella Morris, I think it was, uh, to try and accelerate their batting. It kind of worked a little bit, but you're almost you're almost kind of expecting a miracle from that X Factor player to to pull off a win for you. And if he was really that good to begin with, then surely he'd be in in the eleven. I mean, you look at X Factor players for the Sixers: Holder and Brathwaite batting seven and eight or six and seven, depending on the game for the Sixers. They are the X Factor players, and you'd expect them to play every game. So, I don't think we should put too much stock in the X-Factor players making a difference to the outcome of a match for a team that's already behind the eight ball. I think the real uh, key to that X-Factor is is to make sure that you assess the conditions early on in the game. And if you need to swap a spinner for a fast bowler or maybe a bowling all-rounder for a batting all-rounder to better balance your side, I think they're the changes that make the real difference. If we see one game in this whole tournament where an X-Factor player comes in and, and wins the game with a miracle innings or a, a miracle bowling, effort, I think that would be about par for the course. Any more than that, I think, is, is over-expecting from those X-Factor players for mine. Ollie, the Big Bash boost points, it's, that's a, a rule change that I quite like, actually. And we may see, may say, I mean, we talk about the three teams going a, a little bit adrift at the bottom end of the table. That boost point might actually come into play more particularly towards the end of this group phase where teams need an extra point just to jostle themselves up a couple of positions. And obviously, yeah, that's just not the bottom three either. The top five that will qualify for the playoffs, the higher you finish the easier chance and the easier passage you have potentially through the, the playoff stages. So those boost points might come into sharper focus as we go through the rest of this league phase. Yeah, I've got a bit of a, a sort of a love-hate relationship with the boost point because I've seen games where teams picked up a, a, a boost point, but they've been a long way behind and they've ended up losing the game quite comfortably. And then I've seen on Boxing Day, stars threw the game away and end up with nothing from it. So it's, But I do think it's good for a team that's had a bad start you know, the first four or five overs and they realise that they're probably not going to win the game and it does give them the interest instead of just batting out the game and trying to prove the net run rate, it does give them something to go for. So it does make it a bit more exciting. 
And if that was successful, it can lead on to a better chase. So I, I do think it's been more successful overall um, than I than I thought potentially it would do. But I think, and it does add a, a better, a, a good dimension. So it's positive impact on the game overall. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. BlueCrocodile.co.uk sorts your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let's Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. I'm going to be quick with this because I've forgotten to do it, but the Blue Crocodile cricketer of today's game. Ollie, your nomination for that. Today is Alex Hales. I think from the other game, Josh Philippe uh, had a good innings uh, and obviously Holder did really well at the end of it. So I think he, any other day he might have been in contention to bowl quite well as well. But has to be Alex Hales. That knock was excellent today. And it came on the back of um, two or three bad knocks from him so far in this tournament. So Alex Hales for me. Michael? I'll fly the flag for the bowlers quickly. Chris Green's 4 for 34 destroyed the Melbourne Stars and any chance of a comeback. But it was, in effect, set up by a brilliant innings from Alex Hales at the top. So... Uh, as much as I'd love to give it to Chris Green, it's uh, it's Alex Hales for me as well. Yeah, well, I'm in agreement with both of you there. I think Alex Hales' innings today was the uh, the standout performance of today. 71 off 29, eight fours, five sixes for the Englishman. Makes him the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's matches. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. Just one final thing before we get on. It's, I mean, what a wonderful time to be alive as a cricket fan. There are test matches everywhere. We've got the big bash. I am getting no sleep. But uh, how, how are you managing to stay? I mean, you've be, obviously been at a game, Michael, but how are you managing to uh, stay across what's happening around the world in terms of cricket at the moment? Uh, one eye on the phone at all times and the cricket on the television in the background is how I've been proceeding over this Christmas period. It's uh, a fantastic time to be a Test cricket fan. Of course, three Test matches going on, uh, Sri Lanka and South Africa, Australia and India in the Boxing Day Test just concluded today uh, in a tremendous victory for India over Australia, a real dominating performance. And uh, New Zealand looking to wrap up the Boxing Day Test against Pakistan uh, tomorrow morning at some stage at the Bay Oval. It's, uh, it's a fantastic time for Test cricket over the Christmas New Year period in this part of the world, I, ha- I have to say. India completing Naman's job from yesterday's podcast. Naman was very proud of the Indian team for bouncing back like they had to. He predicted it, to be fair to him. Um, and you have to say that over the course of the two test matches so far, India currently winning that series on points. They've been the better of the two sides. If you take out uh, the small matter of 36 all out, they've been really good in that series so far. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out as we go into the third test match. And it's been announced that's going to be at the Sydney Cricket Ground starting on the 7th of January. So that we uh, know where we're going now with that series. But just to finish off, Ollie today Big Bash is fantastic I love T20 cricket but for me nothing beats the test matches the sways in kind of ascendancy that you can get in a test match the concentration you need from the players the technique that you need from players to be successful in a test match is uh, second to none and it's as Michael said, fantastic to see test matches being played all over the place at the moment. Yeah, like you said earlier, it's almost an embarrassment of cricket to watch and it's wall to wall at the moment. And um, I wake up, the first thing I check, you know, would be the, the, the test scores the night before, see how it finished up after going to sleep in the middle of the night. And, and I would I'd actually say the thing that's impressed me most in that New Zealand game, or even though New Zealand have been on top, is actually the fight that Pakistan... Um, Pakistan have put up so far because it would have been quite easy in that situation to sort of to possibly have caved. I've seen them in the past cave, but 
they haven't given up, even though there's not much on the line for them, and it, and it's more crucial that New Zealand win in that World Test Championship fight. I, I've been quite impressed with how they've done, and I, I think with better, uh, we have said this before, but better fielding and a bit more luck, their bowlers could have been, had better rewards. So I think it's actually been quite a good game, and it's gone into the fifth day. So that, that's always a nice point, and it, it puts to bed some of those people that claim it's only four day test. Yeah, fantastic. Three test matches, uh, well, three test series to keep an eye on as we go through this Big Bash as well. But uh, the headlines of today in Big Bash 10, wins for the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder. See then the top two sides now in the Big Bash league table. Ollie and Michael, thank you for joining me. Oh, well, thanks for having me on again, James. It's been really enjoyable. Pleasure as always. Thanks, James. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. I hope you're enjoying the Big Bash dailies. hope you're enjoying the test matches. hope you're just enjoying an avalanche of cricket in this Christmas period. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies. As the name suggests, we'll be back again tomorrow. I've been James the Cricket Badger. I'll see you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.